Okay, so Spotify is censoring Joe Rogan. And as you all know, he just signed this deal with Spotify. What is it, $100 million? But already, um, employees at Spotify want to censor him because of some comments that he made. I believe it was about the the uh, wildfires on the West Coast. And I believe he apologized for that. But, it, you know, in the world we live in now, nothing matters. Apologies aren't accepted. Everything is cancel. Cancel this, cancel that. You said something I don't like, cancel it. Everyone's offended by every damn thing. And what they're trying to do, this is a hit by uh, the powers that be, pretty much, the controllers. This is nothing but a hit. Um, whether you want to say Joe Rogan is quote-unquote mainstream or not, I mean, his listenership is equal, if not more, than your average media person, I would say. He, you know, um, he is the podcaster of all podcasters. And they're using him as an example to scare everyone else. Already, YouTube is, they've been flexing their muscle, banning people, you know, for saying something that they don't like, especially since the COVID pandemic. You can't even speak about COVID or question anything um, regarding COVID without getting uh, censored. Countless doctors have been censored. Um, so you see this all across social media and in the media period. So Joe Rogan is like the godfather of podcasting. So to take him down or to censor him is symbolically, uh, it, it basically makes everyone else nervous. Because if they can censor Joe Rogan, they can censor anybody. And that's the point of it. Go ahead and read this article from MMA Mania. It says, report employees threaten to strike if Spotify refuses to censor Joe Rogan. It says, remember kids, speech is not free if you sell it for $100 million. And there you go. We gave you this money. Don't shut up and do this the way we want you to do it. It says UFC co um, color commentator and podcasting deity Joe Rogan signed an exclusive multi-year deal with Spotify earlier this year, but it seems like uh, not everyone associated with the digital um, streaming service wants to be a part of the experience. Now, again, I'm telling you, it's not just some rogue employees. It's not some rogue employees. No. This is a hit piece. This is, I would say, well, politically speaking, left-wing liberal media doing their thing again. They love to, to 
They love to flex their muscle and show their power that anyone could be canceled. Just a very, um, just the very term canceled is, um, it's nothing but a flex. How do you cancel someone? To shut you out. To block you. Because you said something that some people don't like. That's that's crazy. It says, um, let me get back to it. It says, despite several internal meetings, select staffers, select staffers were reportedly dissatisfied with the way senior management responded to Rogan's controversial material, which prior to findings uh, its way to Spotify aired exclusively on the longtime Funny Man's YouTube channel. So they want to counsel him for something he said on YouTube. Wow. It says uh, here in a digital music news reports, says Spotify employees were demanding direct editorial oversight over the recently acquired Joe Rogan Experience podcast that would include the ability to directly edit or remove sections of upcoming interviews or block the uploading of the episodes deemed problematic. The employees also demanded the ability to add trigger warnings, corrections, and references to fact-check articles on topics discussed by Rogan in the course of his multi-hour discussions. Ladies and gentlemen, freedom of speech is dead. This is going further into mind control, um, forcing you to think what the handlers, the puppet masters want you to think, mainstream media, um, they don't want you to have alternative alternative views or alternative news in any kind of way. Um, they want only what is forced down our throat and into our ears, I should say, by mainstream media. They want you to accept that as fact and anything outside of that. Anything outside of that is a no-go. They don't even want, and this is the thing, right? I remember when liberals were laughing at Republicans, or I should say uh, conservative podcasters and YouTube uh, YouTubers, major YouTubers, because they were getting censored. And then YouTube started censoring liberals who had objective views, opinions, or if they were not necessarily going with the mainstream. Because, you know, the mainstream media is liberal, period. Hollywood's liberal, Silicon Valley. It's all liberal. But every once in a blue moon, you might get a podcaster, a liberal podcaster that might question something. Not even that they're even trying to kick up a stink, 
or trying to be controversial, they just might question the top specific the specific topic or uh what have you and they started censoring them too. And then they started crying. Oh Council culture, this isn't fair. They're censoring me. But this is what you were laughing at concerning the conservatives. Now, I've said this, and I'll say it again, and I'll continue to say it. I don't want to see anybody censored on these platforms unless they're just egregious and they're talking about killing people. Um, but the reason why, like even the KKK, right? I said this a long time ago. I wouldn't even censor the KKK. And the reason why I wouldn't is because if you censor the KKK, then you're going to censor me as a black man for my response to the KKK. And that's how you shut information down. You see? Because it starts off with censoring one group, and they may be a bad group or whatever, but then eventually they start running out of people to censor. So after censoring all the so-called, all of the bad people per se, or the bad groups or the hate groups, then they have to find new people to censor. You've canceled everyone else in this quote-unquote cancel culture. So you need someone new to cancel. So then you start canceling people that are just not even trying to be controversial. Any little slip up now. Any little slip up. And there you go. Cancel. This is what Joe Rogan is experiencing probably for the first time in his podcasting career. First time that he's probably seen anything like this. First time he's really had a boss, like a boss boss. The idea, uh, uh, this is ridiculous. The fact that this man built his brand for all this time, for all these years, and now you have employees who are directing, excuse me, who are demanding direct editorial oversight, as this article says. Editorial oversight over the recent acquired Joe Rogan Experience podcast. They want oversight over him. This man built an empire. But they want oversight. That would include the ability to, to directly edit or remove sections of upcoming interviews or block the uploading of episodes Deemed problematic. So I guess you won't be getting no Alex Jones on a Joe Rogan experience anymore. Won't be no more conspiracy talk. No doctors questioning uh, the numbers of COVID deaths as opposed to what was originally said by mainstream media. You won't get none of that. None of the things that made Joe Rogan the Joe Rogan experience, the Joe Rogan experience, you won't get that anymore. What you're going to get now is Joe Rogan light.
Um, it says in this article, Rogan himself is in hot water. Um, he was in hot water last week after spreading misinformation about the Portland fires, but later used his platform to issue a lengthy apology. More on that. Uh, it says, That said, the part-time comedian did not address the situation with Spotify or some of his more controversial guests. Um, it says, Some of the group's demand Demands have already been met by Spotify management, though a refusal to allow further changes is stirring talk of a high-profile walkout or strike. They're going to strike if they're not able to censor Joe Rogan. It says, according to uh, preliminary plans shared with Digital Music News to strike principally um, involve New York-based Spotify employees and would be accompanied by protests outside of Spotify's Manhattan headquarters. Other aspects would involve media appearance, excuse me, media appearances and coordination with other active um, activist groups. This is the this is the Tipping point. They are trying to send a message to anyone that wants to be involved in independent media. What they are doing is they're letting you know you're not independent. So what they have done with podcasting, real quick, they saw the money that could be made from it. And they said, huh, because remember now, it used to be a time when these radio show hosts were only um, on the waves, right? They were only on air on the waves. Then they started, and, and they, I remember they used to laugh at podcasters. Oh, look at these little podcasters. They think they're radio show hosts. <laughs> but then they saw podcasting became a big thing. People like on demand, whether it be audio only, only or uh, video, visuals. So they said, huh. So they started taking the regular radio shows and, and TV shows, uh, you know, TV news or whatever, what have you, and start making them into podcasts. So now the podcast has got to compete with these mainstream individuals. Like, in other words, if you are an independent news podcast host, You now have to compete with Rachel Maddow as a podcaster. You now have to compete with uh, uh, who, who's another one, Anderson Cooper, or whoever, as a podcaster. And they're taking your spot where you would be because they're a bigger name. Same thing with sports. If you were a sports podcaster, you know, and you were building your brand some years ago, you might have found a lane. Well, guess what? Now ESPN have a whole bunch of podcasts. They, they're not just radio shows anymore. They're not just TV shows or television programming anymore. Now they convert those over to the audio and now it's put on demand. So guess what? What does that do 
to the regular podcasters that don't have that big platform, such as a CNN, MSNBC, an ESPN, a Fox Sports, or what have you, that pushes you down. That pushes you down, whether you know it or not. And now they're putting, some of them are putting full shows up on YouTube. Who do you think more people are going to flock to? So what they've done is they've killed the independent media. That was on purpose. That was on purpose. And now, worse than that, worse than the fact that you as a podcaster have to compete with these multi-million dollar, sometimes billion dollar uh, organizations, platforms, or what have you, but now you have to compete with censorship. That thing over the mic. Now you have to compete with censorship. You have to deal with that. You have to watch what you say. And it's not like people are just saying mean things intentionally. That would be one thing. If you if people were just constantly putting out hate speech, that's one thing. But you can't even question anything anymore. And that's very dangerous. Getting closer and closer to becoming communist China. We're getting closer and closer. Because what I've been saying, and I'll continue to say, these liberals, and you can make it political if you want to, but this is a fact. They're pretending like they're democratic socialists, but in truth, they're really communists. They're really communists. Because in China, you're censored. And who leads the charge in cancel culture in America? Liberals. Mainstream media. And the reason why I say that, because some people might not get that, but the reason why I say that is because that's who controls the media. The liberals do. You don't see conservatives in control of the media. You don't see conservatives... uh, Pushing for cancel culture or cancel this person or cancel that person. That's not really a conservative thing. That's not, that's what liberals do. And they brainwashed, they brainwashed the regular Democrats, the regular Joe Schmo worker, nine to five worker, to also embrace council culture not do, not knowing that they're doing it to their own detriment what separates america from every other country every any other nation what separates it freedom of speech right to bear arms it goes beyond politics these things seem like they're not important, but they really are. 
by the time a lot of you realize it, it's going to be too late. Just like those liberal podcasters that had their own independent media uh, platforms and they got censored and banned and blocked. It wasn't until that happened that they realized, oh, wait a minute, this council culture thing is not good. Even uh, Bill Maher, real time with Bill Maher, even he, as liberal as he is, even he had to admit that council culture is going on, uh, excuse me, council culture is going too far. Even he had to admit it. You know they've gone too far when he has to admit it. So this hit piece on Joe Rogan, regardless of what he said about the Portland fires or whatever. And there is proof, by the way, that there are arsonists running around. Um, I believe it was Salt Lake. I'm not going to pull up the stories, but I read a few um, on actual local news channels. Not conspiracy, not Alex Jones or anything like that actual local uh, news sites, radio, they have caught arsonists. Police have caught arsonists. One man I saw, he YouTubed himself. Getting pulled over by the police. He had a whole bunch of little gas canisters in his uh, back of his truck. And he was pretending like the cops were harassing him, harassing him. But it was obvious what he was going to do. But anyway, besides the point, that's all besides the point. The point I'm making is Joe Rogan, being the big-time podcaster that he is, being that he is the main podcaster of all podcasters, he's the biggest fish. They feel like crucifying him and bringing him down, if they can censor him, that will automatically put everyone else in check. You're listening to JMC Uncounseled on Jamaro ATW. Jamaro against the world. So Netflix has really messed up and there a lot of people that are wanting to cancel Netflix as a whole. <laughs> a lot of people have canceled their subscription and rightfully so after Netflix put out this um, film Cuties which sexualizes these young girls. Now, the uh, writer of the film, the maker of the film, um, I can't pronounce her name. Uh, she's French. French black woman. Uh, she explained the film, you know, what the film was about, because I damn sure didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, um, but I heard about it so much. So much and so that 
I'm like, what's going on here? And, you know, people were saying that this film is about, you know, this dance crew, these 13, 11, 13 year old girls in this dance crew, and they're over sexualizing them. Um, matter of fact, let me read this. This is from the New York Post. It says uh, here in quote, it says, 11-year-old Amy starts to rebel against her conservative family's traditions when she becomes fascinated with a free-spirited dance crew, reads the film's current Netflix description. Now, let me go up um, and read the top here. It says, viewers called to cancel Netflix after controversial Cuties premiere. Backlash against the French film Cuties continued to escalate with objectors now demanding Netflix uh, be canceled in response to the movie's perceived sexualization of children. Now, if you even see the trailer for this film, you'll know that it's disgusting. Especially in a world like this where you have all of these perverts running around um, all these pedophiles running around and these human trafficking uh, organizations. Um, matter of fact, Donald Trump launched uh, Operation Not Forgotten and Operation Safety Net rescuing these children all across America. And the mainstream media is not even talking about it. But this film, although the creator has tried to justify it by saying, oh, it's about struggle, it's about, you know, a young woman's struggle and showing what young women go through in their the changes in their bodies and this, that, and the third. First of all, these are not young women. These are girls. 11-year-old, 12-year-old, 13-year-old girls. That's the first mistake. Is if you see the interview um, that they have on the Netflix YouTube channel, the creator of the film, she... She's trying to tell her story about how this girl rebels against her, her parents and everything, and she feels free. You know, she's seeking freedom, and she finds, or she's trying to find freedom with this dance crew. But the dance crew is doing all of these sexually provocative, provocative uh, dances. And this kind of shit, excuse me, this should not be this this should not be in a movie released to the public especially in a time like this it's just it's disgusting it's disgusting why in the hell would you do the the, the whole point of what the creator of this film 
was saying gets lost in the hyper over sexualization of these children, these minors. Why the hell would you make a film like this? You know what I mean? Why the hell would you do this? And Netflix should be ashamed of their damn self. And I never had a Netflix account anyway. So, you know, I don't have an account to cancel, but I would definitely cancel it if I did have one. I've never been a Netflix person. So, you know. But reports are coming in that they're losing a lot of of subscribers and their stock is falling. And it's good. It's good that there are decent people still out here in this world that are disturbed by this kind of content. I would hope people would cancel their damn subscription. I would hope. And send a message, not only to Netflix, but to uh, Netflix, Hulu, I don't give a damn who it is, uh, Showtime, HBO, whatever streaming service it is, you don't put this kind of garbage on your platform. That's it. That's all. That's all there is to it. Point blank, period. I don't give a damn what the message is. I don't care what the message is. Just the 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 poster or the um what is it? The art the, you know how they do the um I guess, I guess you say the trailer alone is enough to disgust any decent human being. I don't give a damn about your message. You don't put this type of film on any platform. This film should never have been made. Point blank, period. And the fact that she's calling these girls, these minors, young women, that sends a message. See, parents got to understand something. Girls, teenage girls aren't going to look at this, or sometimes even below teenage years, they're not going to look at this film and think that there's a message in it. They're going to look at it and see these girls having fun, dancing provocatively, being too fast for their age. It's just like Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society. Um, those films promoted black-on-black violence. You could say, well, at the end of the movie, they had a message. Yeah, at the end of the movie. But what was all of that in between? Black-on-black violence. Shooting each other for no reason. 
And then life imitates art. You see old dog in minister society with a gun and he seems cool. 13-year-old, 14-year-old boy, he sees that he want to imitate it. And that goes deep into his psyche. There's enough, there's enough disgusting content as it is that is aimed towards children. Cardi B, her disgusting ass. Her and Meg, Meg the Stallion with the WAP singing there's some whores in this house. I'm all for freedom of speech. And yes, you can say that parents got to do their job and, and try to keep their children from seeing these type of things. But what can you do? You can't be with them 24-7 unless you're homeschooling them, which pandemic, you know, a lot of kids are at home. Most kids are at home now anyway. But I'm saying in the normal um, functioning American society, this is absolutely despicable. And I'm not for council culture. I hate cancel culture. I named the damn show JMC Uncanceled. But if there's ever been a time that I felt like something needed to be canceled, it's this damn movie Cuties. Absolutely despicable. And I'm just... I'm happy. Um, I'm happy that people are actually going against this movie and and canceling their Netflix subscriptions because it does show that there is some decency left in this world. It does show that. It's, it's just despicable. Um, let me get read a little bit from this article here. It says, the original summary, however, was reportedly much more salacious. Uh, reading, Amy 11, I guess that's the main character, Amy, 11 years old, becomes fascinated with a twerking dance crew, hoping to join them. She starts to explore her femininity, define her family's tradition. Unbelievable. And um, the New York Post reports that um, at this point, um, I think this article was written by September 10th, nearly six. 100,000 people have signed a change.org petition titled Cancel Netflix Subscription. Q 
accusing the film of exploiting children showing underage girls dressed provocatively, excuse me, tongue twister, dancing sexually and being rated only for adult viewers. What are we doing? What the hell is this? What the hell is this? And the article continues to go on to say, I, I don't know how to say the um, the writer's name. I think it's Decor. I'll just say Decor. Um, says the writer was inspired to create the film after attending an amateur talent show in Paris. Is that what y'all doing in France? That was if that was going on in Paris. Um, she writes, and quote, this is what the um, the creator of this film wrote, and quote, there were these girls on stage dressed in a really sexy sexy fashion and short, transparent um, transparent clothes. That's what the first time director told Screen Daily. And then she goes on to say they dance in a very sexually suggestive manner. There also happened to be a number of African mothers in the audience. So does that justify it? And then she says she was transfixed watching with a mixture of shock and admiration. I asked myself if these young girls understood what they were doing. So then she decides to go and make a film exploiting young girls. What in the hell is this? Man, like I said, um, this is just disgusting. I'm disgusted just talking about it. Make me want to vomit. And the fact that it's a woman, a black woman, damn. I mean, damn. The fact that it's a woman just... So this shows you because there were women that were involved with Jeffrey Epstein that helped him bring these underage girls uh, to his island. And this shows you that you have women that are that are complicit or women that are just as much involved with sex trafficking as you do men. And 
this is absolutely disturbing. And by the way, I'm not buying her justification for making this film. Whatever her name is, the core or whatever, however you say her name, you can correct me on her name. I'm not buying her explanation for making this film. I'm not buying it. Not buying it. I think she thought to herself she could make this film and she could get away with exploiting these minors, these underage girls. These, I mean, these are girls. Eleven, twelve, thirteen-year-old girls. She thought she could do that and get away with it because she's a female. I'm talking about the writer. And shame on whoever produced it, directed it, filmed it. Shame on all of you. Said before, like I said before, I'm not for cancel culture. But cancel Netflix. You're listening to JMC Uncanceled on Tomorrow ATW. Tomorrow Against the World.